for giving God some praise this morning. Incredible. Well, uh, I'll just invite you to take your seats this morning. We're going to hear the Word of God. Over the last couple of weeks, we have had a series called New Voices, where we've introduced some of the incredible people in our church who have something to say, who have been anointed and appointed by God, and um, who you'll see more and more from this platform in the in next year and in the years to come. And I have the privilege this morning to introduce our last new voice, last but not least, a young man who is hungry for God, who prays, who seeks out God, who desires fresh revelation every day. He's been instrumental in leading our in helping leading our youth this year. He's been a great assistant to Brendan and Kirsty. And um, I, I feel very privileged to just be a little play a little role in his um, you know training, I guess. And I am so I was getting teary thinking about this before, but I am so grateful that my kids have a mentor, have someone to look up to like Cody. And uh, just so excited to hear from you this morning. So why don't you welcome him as he comes? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all. quite humbling, I suppose. Um, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. You may take your seat as well. Sweet. So, yeah, like about a month or so ago, Pastor Chris came up to me. He's like, hey, uh, we're doing a new voices section. Uh, you want to preach? And I was like, okay, sure. That sounds good. Um, and I was like, what do you want me to preach on? And he's like, uh, you can figure that out. You got it. I was like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. Cheers. Um, 
So I was like, okay, so I was praying about it and I was seeking God and I'm like, God, what do you want me to say? And then it's taken a couple of weeks, like, so if it's a, it's a, if it's a month that I've had preparing this and it's taken a couple of weeks to get something, so it's like, I'm one of those people that internally processes it all the time. And I was doing a Bible college lecture and I was standing there, or sitting there at my desk and I was watching this lecture and I can't remember what the lecture was about because my brain was just thinking about this preach coming up. So I stopped the lecture. I was like, nah, I've had enough of the lecture. I'm going to get out a pad of paper. So I got out a pad of paper and wrote, what do I know about God? I was like, hmm, love. I wrote love in the middle and I spent about 30 minutes writing about love, his love for us. And I sat back down. I was like, okay, I feel better about myself. I can continue watching the lecture. And I pressed play and it said, John 3.16 was the next words. It said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I was like, thank you. We're going with love. All right. So, (laughs) today we're going to explore John 3.16. We're going to unravel it a little bit, shake it up, um, and then I'm going to share an experience that I had with God's love because I think that's really important. And then I'm going to challenge you to have an encounter with his love as well. So, like I said before, John 3.16, but we're going to read it again because it's so good. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My first shaken up point is, uh, for God so loved you. I think we lose a lot of the power in it when it says, for God so loved the world. No, God so loved you, every single one of you in this place. Even if you know it or not, he so loved you that he gave his one and only son. My two points, I got two. I'm going to keep it short. God's love for you is unconditional. See, it says, for God so loved you that he gave. It doesn't say, for God so loved you because you went to church on Sunday. It doesn't say, for God so loved you because you're good looking or you got a bit of money or whatever it might be. It said, for God so loved you that he gave. Someone needed to hear that. Someone needed to hear that God acted as a response to his own love for you, not because of anything that you did. My second point, God's love for you is immeasurable. You can't measure it. Is there any parents in the room? I'll put my hand down because I'm not. But I know that there are parents in this room. And I remember asking my mum once when I was younger, I said, mum, who's your favourite child? Because she's got four. And she was like, I can't tell you that. And I was like, I'm sure you have a favorite child. She's like, no, I don't. I love you all. And I was like, okay, well, how much do you love me? And she said, to the moon and back a million trillion times. And I was just like, okay, that's cool. Like, I can't quite comprehend what that looks like in a distance, but like, it's a good, good picture of her love for me. When God gave his one and only son, He was trying his best to show us how much he loves us. Like you can't, I'd imagine being a parent, you can't actually put in words how much you love your child, right? You can try and explain it to your best ability, but you can't fully get there. Am I right or am I wrong? Like, I'm right. You can't fully get there. There's so much about God's love that he can't quite get, he's tried to give us an example of it but it's not the extent of it. It's bigger than that. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4, he gives us another picture because his love's just so big. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love never fails. God's love for you is bigger and greater than what you could ever imagine. And it has to be, because if it wasn't, and if you could imagine how big his love for you is, how big is it really then? How big is the love that you could imagine? That's not a God that I'm willing to serve. A God that loves me as much as I can imagine? No, that's not for me. A God that is bigger than that, though, that's my God. Maybe you're sitting there and you have some questions, because I certainly did. How is love patient? What do you mean by love is immeasurable? Because everything has a beginning and an end, right? Or wrong? How can God love me? Why does God love me? I'm just an average bloke. Why does he love me specifically? What do you mean by I don't have to do anything to earn his love? He gave it. How can a God who loves us create death? These are all questions that I would have had at some point in my life. And to be honest with you, I still don't have the answers to all of them. But I'll show you how I got the answers to some. I was at a youth camp. This is a little plug for a youth camp. So if you know anyone, who, any young person, if they're in church or not, get them along to a youth camp because it can change their life in a moment, in a glimpse, experiencing God's love. I was, in a youth, I was at a youth camp. Quick thing about my life is I didn't grow up in a perfect home or a perfect family or anything like that. Quite the opposite. When I was 14, my mum passed away, um, which was pretty hard. And, but I was disconnected from my emotions. Like I remember being at the funeral and I didn't even cry because I was like, I have to be strong, a 14-year-old. Like I can't show any emotions. Stupid. I know. But when I was two years ago, I went to a youth camp, and at that youth camp, I sat there for, it was the second night, it was a Holy Spirit night, I sat there, I'd gone through a day and a half of people yelling and screaming and shouting and being joyous and stuff, and I was like, I only went on this camp because in a few weeks I wanted to go away with my mates, and I was like, if I go to this camp, grandma might let me go away with my mates. (laughs) Um, And I, I sat there, and I was like, a preacher got up, it was Holy Spirit night, and he said... If you would seek God wholeheartedly, you will surely find him. I sat there and I was like, hmm, maybe I should. Maybe I should just try. Maybe I should leave behind my identity in going to the gym and being strong and being angry. Or maybe I should leave behind having this emotionless face that no one could get through. So I did. And as I walked up to the altar, it was an altar call. We're going to do an altar call in a moment to experience God's love. But as I walked up, The second I stepped onto the altar, everything changed. My entire life changed in a moment from one encounter with the presence and the power of God's love. The problem with everything I've just told you is for you guys, it's just information. For me, it was an experience. It was an experience that changed my life. I had heard information since I was eight in church. I'd heard information about God's love being patient, about God's love being, love being kind and love being kind, sure. God's love, um, 
not being self-seeking. I'd heard all that, but it didn't mean anything because it wasn't true for me until I encountered and had an experience with his love because when you have an experience with his love, it's not information-based, which means that you can't actually fathom it and you can't explain it and you can't bring it down into your small brain and try and express it. You can try and express it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's great. But unless you encounter it, it's not going to change your life. So I'm going to invite the band up and we're going to sing Reckless Love. It's a song about God's reckless love for you. It goes for five minutes. That's all. It goes for five minutes. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. That's what happened that night at youth camp. I stopped. I left everything at my seat. I left my pride. I left my strength. I left knowing everything wanting to be everything, left being the big brother that doesn't fail. I left being a, par being a parent as a 14-year-old to my siblings. I left all that for a moment in time to experience God's love, and it changed my life forever. I'm going to challenge you this morning. Even if you have experienced God's love before, you'll know that there's nothing like it. So this isn't an altar call for people who haven't experienced God's love before, only. It's an altar call for everyone here because there is nothing like God's love. I'm going to challenge you to take the first step. I'm going to challenge you to take the first step like I did. It doesn't matter who you are or what you think you are or who, who you want to be or if the person next to you is going to look funny at you and when you're walking down there and like, ah, does my hair look good from the back? <laughs> who looks at the back of your hair anyways? I'm going to challenge you to take that step. So why don't you all stand? God is wanting to meet with you. He is wanting to have an encounter with you. But you've got to take the first step. You know, my favorite expression of God is that he's a gentleman. He waits and he knocks at the door. He's outside your door. Your door is your heart. He's knocking on your heart right now and he wants to meet with you this morning. He wants to give you an experience of his love like you've never experienced it before because it's only from him that you can experience it. So right now, if that's you, I'm going to be down the front as well once I stop talking. But if that's you and you want to experience his love, you're willing for a moment, for a minute, one minute, I'll challenge you that if in that time, in a minute, if God doesn't rock up, my confidence is so far, so much in Him that He will. If you take that step and if you leave behind who you want to be for a moment in time. So come down the front if you want to experience His love, which will change your life like you've never seen before. Thank you, God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the night I couldn't burn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God.
What a great opportunity to experience God's love. Just want to do one more thing before we close the service. Every Sunday we offer an opportunity for people to actually encounter God's love by accepting Him as their Lord and their Saviour. And we know that that's a journey. Part of that journey is because, um, as Cody was preaching about God and His love, uh, the Bible actually says God is love. And the trouble is if you don't know God, then you think you understand love. So what you understand as love, you think that's what God is. But actually, to understand love, you actually have to know God first. Because what we understand as love is actually not what God is about most of the time. And so we actually need to make a decision to know God so that we can actually know what God's love really is. Because it's a lot better than often what we see as love in our, with our human senses and our human emotions. So what I want to do is offer you an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to take a step. I'm going to take a step of faith and get to know God so that I can actually know what true love really is. And the way we do that is because knowing God is a journey. Who knows that when you meet somebody, you don't suddenly know them instantly. You, your relationship grows as a friend, as a colleague, as a, as a partner. But you've got to start somewhere. And with God, that start is actually allowing Him to enter your heart. As Cody said, God is a gentleman. He's searching for us, wanting us, but He will never force Himself upon us. He actually requires an invitation to come into our heart. And here in this church, we do that as, as a prayer. A prayer just to say, Lord, I invite you into my heart. And that's an important step to take. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask everybody where you're standing right now just to close your eyes and bow your heads so there's nobody looking around. And if you would like to make a decision to say, okay, I want, to, I want God to come into my heart. I want to start to experience God's love. I want to start a journey with God as my Lord and Saviour. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand just so that I can see it and you can pop it down again just so that I know who we're praying for. Or you may be here and you've, you've done that before. You've started a relationship with God but like other relationships sometimes they they crash on the rocks and you know that you're not actually in a good place with God but God loves people to come back and say look let's start again let's start that journey let's 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 move forward in the right direction this time so if that's you or if you've never done it and you wish to do it this morning, while nobody's looking around, every eye is closed, can you just raise your hand so I can see it? And as a church, we'll pray a prayer to enable you to invite God into your heart this morning. Is there anyone at all here who wants to do that? Awesome. Can you, you can open your eyes. Let's, let's actually just pray a prayer together, acknowledging God's Lordship in our lives. So repeat after me, Mighty God, I thank you for being with me every second of my life. 
as my Lord and as my Saviour. I thank you that you see me, little old me, as a child of God. I will continue to walk with you all the days of my life. Amen. Come on, let's give Katie a, a hand this morning for his message. That was absolutely awesome. Just incredible. Why don't you take a seat? I'm going to close the service. Amazing. You know, these encounters are so important. They're like markers in our lives, turning points. Sometimes we can start the week come Monday and get a bit discouraged. <laughs> Something happens. But, you know, you can always switch on a worship song, open up your Bible to your favourite scripture, or just stop and think on God and remember his love. Remember that encounter you had with him and it changes you, it shifts you, and you feel like you're back on track. So I encourage you, take that message with you this week. Just a couple of reminders. Uh, we have our Christmas service next Sunday, 4 p.m. Remember, wake up and think, no, no, no church in the morning, 4 o'clock for our Christmas service. Bring a friend, bring a family member. We would love them to celebrate with us. And uh, if you need prayer for anything at all, there will be a couple of people up here uh, after the service is finished. So if you just need a bit of prayer or encouragement for a specific situation, uh, we invite you to come and do that. Also, uh, if you've got kids, could you please sign them out straight after the service? That would be fantastic. And uh, join us across the road in our cafe. Grab your free coffee if you've got a voucher. We'd love to see you there. Thanks, church.